everybody. Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghosts. We're your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey, guys. Hello. Guess what? <gasps> what? It's a big deal. It is. And <laughs> I'm acting surprised. <laughs> I'm on the edge of my seat. Tell yep. us. Um, well, this is a special moment that I forgot to uh, celebrate. No, you didn't. You so are the first to remember. So. Five, minutes. <laughs> Good job. five minutes ago, I freaked out because I had big intentions. This is our 100th episode. 100! <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100! Go, Lindsay. We can't see, Go, you Lindsay. can't see our dance moves, but they're oh, yeah. really good right now. I was dancing. I just <laughs> had to add the noise to it. <laughs> Took me a second. They're Yay! Go us! We made it to 100. And how fitting that this is a paranormal. Thank you. Paranormal. Paranormal. <laughs> I thought the deep inhale would get you clued in. I, I was the backup this time. Firing on all cylinders tonight. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, thank you for coming on this journey with me. You too. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I thought you were thanking our listeners. And I was like, just you. Okay. Thank, oh. thank you, listeners, for coming on this journey with us. There I, you go. <laughs> not to, you know, be all sappy, but I really am glad that we have this and each other. It's helped me through a lot of really trying times through COVID. So, yes. Love you. I second that. <laughs> you cannot say nice things to me when I've been super emotional. <laughs> <laughs> say thank you to Lindsay. Although I made myself me. almost cry, so it's fine. But I mean it. And I've had other people say that to me too. Like, I'm so glad you have this outlet. Like, I feel yeah. like I'm living through you because it helps me to deal with it. So, Well, it does. And I don't think that any of us thought like 100 episodes ago that we would be here mm. to get – why am I crying? <laughs> <laughs> We but we started this literally the week before lockdown hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, it was the very first time that we recorded an episode, and then lockdown hit, and the world went to crap. And uh, and it stayed there, and it's it has stayed there <laughs> since then. <laughs> and you guys all know we work in healthcare. Um, times are really tough. Very there. Um, they have been for a long time, and so this has been a very good outlet for us. It's given us an escape from. How crappy um, the world is. <laughs> yeah, it helps us laugh again. It helps us laugh. Um, we get to talk about creepy and depressing things, but somehow <laughs> it is helpful. Mm-hmm. And also sleeping in creepy old houses is yes. helpful. I don't know how, but it is. And so, love you. Somehow Thank you. we turned into you. professional paranormal investigators. <laughs> Who knew? <laughs> From By our own <laughs> definition. I am a professional we have the equipment to prove it, okay? And I think this, that's all you need. Yeah. This podcast was born just from us being like, hey, we should start a podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> and here we are. And here we are. <laughs> and we've so. come a long ways, too. I always mention this, but like I, I'll listen back to occasionally on our first or second episodes, mostly because if I listen to our most recent one, it just starts over with the first or second. Yes. And I'm like... Oh, wow. <laughs> We've come a long way in our in, in our podcasting. So we honestly started as like strangers who had yeah. never really hung out. Literally me and Sarah were strangers. <laughs> <laughs> you never know, but now you two were just us. along for the ride with me. I know. We are. And now look at us. We buy all the same shoes, <laughs> shirts. Like you guys are more twins more twins than I am. <laughs> we do. We showed up. We have the same coat. Yes. We have the same shoes. We were both wearing black leggings. <laughs> mm-hmm. Same bag. And here we are. Do we want to talk about me? I'm feeling left out. <laughs> we both have the name Sarah. Okay, yeah. yeah and yeah. your middle name is Lindsay. It, that's true. That's you true. are You're part of both of us. Yes. You're part of <laughs> both matchmaker. of us. <laughs> you are our matchmaker. Well, I feel like it's only fitting that we talk about a paranormal episode tonight because yes. that's truly the core of what we what we are, what we began with. So, so we are each going to tell our own paranormal story. <sighs> Taking it back. All right. Are we ready to spin that wheel? Spin the wheel. <laughs> our resident skeptic, it is Lindsay. Me! Yay! Okay. I'm going to talk about Julia Brown. Okay. okay. All right. I can't get excited because I don't know what it is. This is some voodoo priestess stuff <gasps> from New Orleans. I love it. Voo, yeah. 
<laughs> like hex yeah. <laughs> I think I think it almost worked. Um, I like hex yeah better. I'm gonna stick with that. We'll we'll come up with something. We're, it, it's almost there. It does okay. involve like a hex or a curse, so yeah. <laughs> So, yeah. Hex, so, yeah. Yeah. Hex, yeah. <laughs> All right. Julia Brown. So a lot of this is legend. I'm going to go into some of the historical records that actually back up this legend. So she's also called Julie White or Julia Black, but I'm going to go with Julia Brown because that's the most common reference. Oh, I see well, a theme. It's all colors. Yes. Yes, it is. <laughs> I nailed it. <laughs> like uh-huh uh-huh <laughs> very quick all right <laughs> so we are going to go about a half hour northwest of new orleans to the manchek wetlands it's a swamp oh, it's a swamp oh, okay she's swamp okay she's moist <laughs> she <laughs> she got some gators and then i was like there are lots the of moist gators. lands <laughs> moist land the moist land gators they did say, beware of the gators. I was like, okay, thank you. <laughs> Stay away, gates. Do not get in the moist marsh. Don't try and skate with the gates. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> you know what you miss your calling as? No, what? Uh, like coming up with catchphrases. And yeah, catchy puns. Thank you. Advertisement. I am good at something. <laughs> You're good at lots of things. You There's still time. You are a professional paranormal investigator, <laughs> damn it. Self-proclaimed, but that's okay. We're going to overlook it. Julia Brown, she was a voodoo priestess who lived at the edge of the swamp and worked with residents of this town, Frenier, Louisiana. That's the town name? Oh, okay. Frenier. So it's half hour outside of New Orleans. Okay. Uh, The swamp used to be an abandoned logging town also of Ruddick. So it's like these three little towns that are all kind of close together. Okay. All right. So she was known for her charms. And her curses. Just like, same. <laughs> I can be charming, but I can also be... I almost said cursive. Not cursive. <laughs> but I can write in cursive. I can. All right. So she would sing eerie songs with her guitar on her front porch. Same. What? <laughs> I sing a little tune. Well, her song said, quote, one day I'm going to die and take the whole town with me. Oh, God. <laughs> Damn. Can you imagine walking She's home from taking school everyone with a down. child and you're just here? <laughs> oh, there's Julia. Oh, God. Okay. Oh, she's singing about killing us again. I was thinking she was like singing to her plants or like the gator, the gates. <laughs> she could have been singing to them, but she was singing that she was going to die. Take, take everyone take, with her. Okay. And take, a, take them all down. So September 29th, 1915, there was a massive hurricane with 125 mile per hour winds. So. Sounds about right. Real bad. Many of the townsfolk went to the train depot to hide out because, you know, where else are you going to go? And it ended up collapsing and killing 25 people inside. Ooh. Well, that's um, true. Close to 300 people in the state of Louisiana died from the storm, with about 60 of them being in Frenier and the neighboring town of Reddick. So the town was completely destroyed. Um, one survivor said that he clung to a tree and could hear the screams of his neighbors drowning, mm. which terrible. I mean, you have this huge hurricane that's coming through with the winds, and they're on a swamp, so the flooding, and it was not not good. No. I mean, I think dying is terrible, but drowning is a terrible way to go. Yeah. That's not a good way. It's right up there with burning alive. Burning alive, I think, would be the worst way for me. Oh, buried alive. Suffocation. Mm-hmm. No Which, breathing. honestly, drowning is kind of suffocation. I was just going to say, what about drowning and suffocating? What at about the same time? drowning the same while thing? being buried alive? What about drowning in a cave? Underwater cave. Under, I cannot. Yes. I, underwater caves terrify me. People go diving in those? Yes, yes they do. Absolutely not. Yes. Never. I would like scuba diving is on my never list. I have no desire <laughs> to do it. I hate it. I'm like, no, this sounds terrible. And that's like you're still at the surface scuba yes. diving. <laughs> I can't even part. watch movies about people scuba diving. Wait, like, why snorkeling. do people do this? Oh, yeah, you're right. Snorkeling I have I done and I can do. <laughs> yes. Snorkeling, you just come right back up. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. I, I'm a, obviously an expert diver. <laughs> <laughs> Never you done it. Never will. Avid water sportsman. Let's Absolutely go. Not. Let's go diving in the swamp. <laughs> no, <laughs> there's fucking gators there. They're scary. Have you seen them? I just told you, don't go skate with the gates. Okay? Absolutely not. Off limits. <laughs> okay, that is good advice. All right. <laughs> so everyone was saying like the storm came out of nowhere, like it came from the Caribbean. All of a sudden, it just attacked, and it was really. With hurricanes, you kind of know when they're coming. Tornadoes, you don't. We don't really get a heads up. 
Yeah, they kind of just develop out of nowhere. Yeah. Hurricanes, they develop over the ocean, so they kind of have a little bit of a warning, and they saw it developing over the Caribbean, but then it, at the speed it came. How the hell are they seeing that in the 1920s? Well, that is a good point. They did not have the weather Doppler. <laughs> weather balloons. <laughs> They're out on the ship. So maybe they don't have as much time to repair. Got out. Sorry. She's a beast. I see it. <laughs> Like a category four. <laughs> Listen, I don't know. I didn't think about that as I was writing this. <laughs> okay. That's fine. Legend says that the storm did not come out of nowhere. It came from Julia Brown. <laughs> I love it. Of course it did. So September 29th, 1915, when the storm hit, was also an important date because that was the date of the funeral for Julia Brown. Uh, oh, oh, so this is a two. I get it. This is how she takes the whole town down with her. She died and she was taking them all down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Legend says that she was feeling taken advantage of, taken for granted by the town. So legend says that people can hear her now laughing from the swamp. Oh, God, that's terrifying. <laughs> can you imagine? <laughs> the gators. <laughs> Do people think maybe it's a gator out there? Giggling? Maybe it's a gator giggling. A giggling gator? Giggling gators. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> <Aww>. No. <laughs> All right. So what is real and what is legend? Julia Brown was a real person. Her husband passed away in 1914. There is no official records about voodoo practice, but they also said during that time that's not uncommon. Um, but a modern New Orleans voodoo priestess said that she did find references to a queen named Brown who lived in New Orleans around the 1860s before moving out to Frenier. So timeline kind of matches up. Back then, they said she likely would have served as a healer as well because it was such a small town. There probably wasn't doctors. So she was probably <clears throat> delivering babies and helping with common ailments, things like that. Her song is documented with historians. So a historian has that- found record of her song. <laughs> that little two-liner. <laughs> one day I'm going to die and take the whole town with me. <laughs> okay, one-liner. It's a catchy. It's a catchy song. I wonder how it went. <laughs> Lindsay, how'd it go? No, I don't know. Just try. It doesn't rhyme. Sarah will be the guitar. <laughs> oh, you're going to make guitar noises in my mouth. <laughs> I'm trying to think of a tune. She started like strumming, like, no. <laughs> sure, I could do that. <laughs> Thank you for the Come night, in, Lindsay. <laughs> <laughs> One day, <laughs> I'm going to die and take the whole mm-hmm. town with me. Oh, yeah. Bravo. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Can you imagine it? Yes, yes. no, I can. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Should have prepared more. Sorry. <laughs> so a newspaper references, you know, obviously the hurricane happened. We do know that. A newspaper references her funeral being on September 29th, 1915, the same day that that hurricane did hit. On October 2nd, 1915, they have found records from a newspaper that talked about her funeral. But they talked about how the storm became so bad that everybody had to leave her funeral. Her body was in a casket, which was also in a wooden box. Later, they found her body in the box, but not the casket. The casket was gone. They never found it. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Who took the casket? I don't know who took the casket. (laughs) Hmm. Grave robbers? A gator. Could gators. (laughs) Hang on. Serious question. Yes. Do caskets float and could somebody have used it as a boat? Oh. Uh, is a good point. Did they bury her above water or above ground? So <laughs> well, I don't w- think they do below ground burials in Louisiana. Not I don't now, think but she I didn't was know buried then. yet. Like they were at oh. her funeral when it happened. So it the way it sounded like it was like they were doing the viewing. That's oh. kind of what it sounded like. Because like they abandoned her corpse. <laughs> I was like, well, I mean, if it's buried. It sounds like somebody was messing with everybody. Mm. They knew she was knew. trouble. They're like, listen, I've heard her song. It's All catchy. Right. Other voodoo priestesses refer to Julia Brown as a beloved local healer. They say she was not a revengeful person, so they do not find truth in this legend. But other reports from historians have found that she did feel taken advantage of and would give locals terrible predictions about their lives. Hmm. So not really cursing them, but like... Terrible maybe. predictions. Have you seen Encanto yet by, from I Disney? I love that movie. Yeah, maybe she's like Bruno. She's just telling him what's up. It's a cute movie. It is. <laughs> Real question, though. What do you think the name of that um, hurricane was? Because you know they yeah, got to name hurricanes. <sighs> I mean, obvi- the obvious that. choice is Hurricane Julia. Um, <laughs> but <sighs> What's a good 20th century name? Gertrude. Gertrude. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hurricane Gertie. Regardless of whether the legend is true or false, or whether she caused the hurricane, or whether it was just a weird coincidence, the town remains a ghost town, so it's never been rebuilt, and they say it is a mass grave to those who perished in the hurricane. Ooh. The end. It must be haunted, then. I mean, people say they hear her laughing. True. In the swamp. So, yeah. I don't really want to go investigate a swamp with gators, though. Mm, I mean, you don't have to get in. Oh. I mean, they get out of the swamp, too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. gators can walk on land. (laughs) Thumbs down. (laughs) They got the best of both worlds. I was in Florida when I was nine, and I had a friend there, and her house was in a neighborhood, and behind it was, like, kind of, I don't know, trees, but it also had this... You could walk to this. It looked like a mansion. Mm-hmm. You, it's, you could see it on from the highway. It's this big old house, and it was abandoned. And so she's like, hey, let's walk to this house. And I was like, yeah, sounds like a great idea. Mm-hmm. And it so wasn't. it wasn't. <laughs> but And it wasn't because it was, like, full of animal droppings and also porn magazines. Oh, my. Um, which, whenever you're nine, is a little shocking. Before the internet, yes. Yes, especially mm-hmm. before the internet. On the Get way you. there, you stop by this other abandoned house that's got a little dock into what looks like a swamp and she's like do you want to go swimming and i was like no i didn't wear my swimsuit and she's like that was a test you can't go swimming in the swamps in florida i was like oh i mean oh that's God. good i didn't want to she's like my my cousin i know i have weird friends <laughs> Psycho. (laughs) Honestly, I don't even remember her name. But she's like, my cousin tried to go swimming once in a swamp and his arm was eaten. I don't believe her. I know. Well, nine-year-old me did. (laughs) And so we uh, heard like something moving in the water. And so we screamed and we ran. And now I am afraid of Florida. (laughs) Afraid of the whole state. Rightly so. (laughs) A little scary. No offense, Florida. (laughs) I mean... Listen, I grew up going to Florida all the time because that's where my mom is from. <laughs> but I have never uh, – I have seen a gator. I was going to say I've never seen a gator. I have. I went I to have. Gatorland one time. Oh, so you were so afraid of the state of Florida, <laughs> but you went to Gatorland. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know there was such a thing. I went to the Everglades. I went on one of those Ooh. airboats. Yes, I want to do that. It's on what my if it list. crashed? I, girl, it was just a – I don't think about it. I just go Listen, into – I go follow the crowd. we can't all live in the land of what if. I will say it was a little bit creepy because it, you actually sit like below the water level. And so like your your head is at yeah. eye level with the, with gators. the gators. And so you then, make eye contact. And I feel – like they did fine. But I feel like controlling those boats is extremely difficult. Oh, yeah. Like you're just kind of floating around and I don't know. It's not like a motor in the water. They did fine. I survived. You're here. Boydson, stop getting anxious about it. She already survived. She's so nervous. (laughs) You know, I don't think I knew anything about it, which was probably helpful. I went for our friend's birthday and they set it up and I was like, sure, I'll go. Mm -hmm. What other things uh, make you anxious? (laughs) We don't have the time. (laughs) The list would go on. (laughs) Who would have known? The state of Florida. (laughs) The entire state is on that list. Florida, we are sorry. (laughs) I like you. You've got scary things. You do have scary things, but so does Australia, and you love Australia. True. This is true. (laughs) Anyway. All right. Who's going next? Spin that wheel. It's the moment of truth. It's me. Yay. It was right on the line, so I didn't know who it was going to be. All right. Let's do it. Let's hear it. She's putting her wine down. She means business. All right. Yes. Let's go to Canada. (gasps) Oh, Canada. I do want to go to Canada. I do, too. I do, too. They're so nice. Not to this place we're going to talk about, though. Oh, well, I want to. Well, now I want to. I feel like all these places, that is the point. True. No, this one. Are there gators in Canada? You know what? Good question. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think so. I think it's too cold. The great Canadian gator. <laughs> no, there's moose. <laughs> the meese of Canada. Mm-hmm. The moose. <laughs> so in the far Ice north- gators. northwestern. Oh, man. The ice gaters. You think? It's like ice skaters. <laughs> Get up the aisle. That was great. Catchy. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so in the far northwestern <laughs> section of Canada uh-huh. lay the Northwest Territories. Uh-huh, that makes you sense. wouldn't say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, this is a huge expanse of land where very few people actually live. Oh, okay. Right? Yeah. It's almost completely wild. So think dense forests, huge Moose. expanses <laughs> of mountains, massive rivers and lakes, and tons of big animals like... Moose. Thank you. 
ice skaters. And the the elusive, the elusive ice, ice skaters. skaters yeah. <laughs> you got to really watch out they for don't them. They emerge often. Mm-hmm. That's what she's. Yeah. <laughs> so right in the middle of this, even is something called the Nahani Valley, which is danger even for the most experienced outdoorsmen. Danger, danger, danger. <laughs> Interestingly <laughs> enough, this location recently declared was declared a national park, but not in the typical sense because there's no lodging or visitor accommodations. It's surrounded by huge mountains and features geysers, sinkholes, deep canyons, caves, gorges, and untouched forests. I mean, it sounds beautiful, but I'll just write a. This piece. is giving me real like North of the Wall vibes, Game of yes. Thrones. Yeah, winter is there. Winter's coming. <laughs> I wish I understood that. Oh, watch w- the damn show. <laughs> some White Walkers up in there. Yeah, yeah we have recommended the show to you, so it's the only so person good. to blame is you. Okay, we'll pin that, pin that White Walker theory. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's also a waterfall named Virginia Falls, and it's said to be twice as high as Niagara Falls. Ooh, okay. Oh, and by the way, the only way to get there is by a small plane, a boat, up the rapids, or a very treacherous wilderness hike and or ride on a moose. Absolutely not. <laughs> would ride on ride a moose. Ride a moose. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Get out of here. <laughs> moose would be like, listen. I think that's moose, moose abuse. Moose abuse. Moose abuse. <laughs> moose abuse. I can't. <laughs> Let me stop abusing the moose. <laughs> I can't. But for those who do make the trip, it is said to be one of the most beautiful and almost completely untouched areas in the entire world. Ooh. And it's also said to be haunted. <gasps> How can Even it not be? It's been, in tu- it's been untouched. Who's, I, I, I mean, it, died there trying to get there. I said almost I would want untouched. to hang there. I, I mean. I would not. I, listen, I don't I like winter. over a hospital. But you can't feel the cold anymore. <laughs> the cold never bothered me anyway. <laughs> okay, Elsa. <laughs> no, we're going to have to just stop that right there. So the Nahani Valley is lovingly known as Dead Man Valley, Headless Creek, Headless Range, Funeral Range, and the Valley of Headless Men. Oh my god, people have no heads. (laughs) What happened to all their heads? It's a theme. (laughs) Several native tribes have attempted to settle here, but some have just disappeared overnight without a trace, and some have just fled in terror, reportedly having been stalked by white demons. Ice white skaters. walkers. Oh. <laughs> it is the white walkers. It's the white walkers. Yes, hundred percent. So this could be coincidental folklore, or it could be something more sinister. And I'd like to tell you about a few examples. Sinister, please. Yes. Do. In 1904, brothers Willie, Frank, and Clark McLeod set out on an expedition in the Nahani Valley in search of gold. Okay. Really? What's wrong with that? Uh, why? <laughs> They're going to go through ice and snow. They're going through Decapitation Valley, okay? <laughs> go to California. It's beautiful there. And warmer. <laughs> but okay. They had a plan. I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, they wanted that gold. And then they find some pretty quickly. Oh, okay. At okay. the top of Flat River, which is not flat. It so takes no, a I lot of it. twists and turns, and it's pretty much just pure rapids. What? Who named this? But they find lots of gold. They fill their containers to the tip top and still have gold left over. So that was exciting for the brothers who decided to pack up and head back home with plans to come back with even larger containers and big plans to strike it rich. Okay. On their way down the rapids of Flat River, their boat literally breaks in half, sinking almost all of their supplies and taking all of their gold. Because gold is heavy. So that was a big hit for the guys, but they were hopeful that they could regroup and come back and still be successful because of the amount of gold that they had found earlier. Oh, so they survived. They survived. Their stuff did not. Not wanting to come home empty-handed, they made their way back to the spot where they had found the gold before, but this time there wasn't any at all. So disappointed, they left and went home. The two younger brothers, Willie and Frank, almost immediately decided to go back, while Charlie thought that it was too risky and declined to go the second time around. Willie and Frank recruited a friend and left, not really giving a time frame on how long they would be gone or when they would be back. So weeks turned into months, which turned into a year, and friends were getting concerned. But Charlie remembered all the gold that they had seen throughout um, and thought that the guys probably struck it big out there and were just having so much success that they needed to spend more time, just gather all the gold they could. 
He reassured everyone until the one year gone turned into two years without hearing from any of them. Mm-hmm. And by this time, Charlie was concerned, too, and he put together a search party. They did. After two years? Two years. Good lord. It was like 1900-something. Okay. So. I mean, but still, Charlie has done this trip. He knows exactly how long it takes to get there and back. But if you think really like they're time. having like a successful gold mine out there. They should have made a pact before they left. Like, they should have. If you don't see me by then. Mm-hmm. Yep. Time. Like what we do nowadays. Hey, I'm going to this place. If you don't hear from me, call the police. I mean, they don't have police. <laughs> when have like... you ever done that? <laughs> Are the police going to go out there and search for well, them? Well, no. I said I know they don't have police. Oh. But like, hey, if I'm not back in so much amount of time, you probably should come looking for me because yeah. I'm dead. I'm dead. <laughs> I'm dead. Come get me. Come get my body. Bring a moose. <laughs> Bring a moose. Flop me over the back. Watch out for those white walkers, though. <laughs> There's Do you no... need to see a picture of a white walker so you know what we're talking about? Mm-mm. Okay. No. I think you'll like it. <laughs> no, it's Okay. <laughs> They're kind of scary. Um, This is feeling like peer pressure, and I already said no. So I'm going to put my hand up and firmly say no. No. Well, then don't say you feel left out. I learned that in dare class. (laughs) We're not trying to get you to do drugs. (laughs) That's one thing we thought we'd use a lot more, dare class. I just used my (laughs) I never had my skills. Uh-huh. Uh, I went to a, pressuring I, you to use drugs. I went to a Christian school. Drugs were not even talked about. You didn't about. have to do dare in Christian school. No, I didn't go. Christians to don't do drugs. <laughs> well, yeah, it was never talked about. I didn't know what drugs were. So if you just don't talk about it, they just don't exist. That's <laughs> a very good philosophy in my life that I have carried on. The search party started on the difficult journey of heading upstream on Flat River, the rapids, where That's they. Not flat. Yep, there was no sign of the men. The Flat River turned into the South Nahani River, which flows through giant canyons. These canyons are massive with sheer cliffs shooting up to 3,000 feet. Holy smokes. And then budding right up to water, which at times is just as deep. So it's it's almost unfathomable. So there are also cave openings all over the cliffs, with, but they're just like it's a sheer piece of rock with a hole so you can't see in it and there's no way to get into it and there's no way really to come out of it and have a way down so the whole time they're floating down the river through the canyons they can't shake the feeling that something or someone is watching them and eventually they spot a small tent on a very narrow shoreline and once they get to it they see a body laying outside the tent with clothes that have been charred and an outstretched arm reaching towards a rifle just a few feet away but the body is missing its head oh boy decapitation valley got it so they go to the back of the tent and find another body half in half out of the tent as if it were just trying to flee the clothing was also charred and yet again the body was missing its head and the heads were never found. I'm wondering if an animal ate the heads. Uh, the heads were never found, but the personal effects in the pockets of the clothes and the belongings in and around the tent confirmed that it was Charles' two younger brothers. Poor Charles. The third man was never officially found, but there was a partial body discovered months later that some believe could have been the missing guy. Another body was discovered in 1917 of a Swiss man named Martin Jorgensen. He was lured by the promise of gold and soon wrote back that he found the mother load. Expeditions were sent out to meet up with him, and this is when his body was discovered without a head next to the remains of his cabin with no sign of any of the gold he had found. There's some bears out there who love to eat some heads. Um, Lindsay's going with bears. I'm still going with White Walkers. (laughs) Okay. I like it. In 1927, another body was discovered in Nahani of a man named Yukon Fisher, who was allegedly an outlaw looking for gold. He was on the run from the Royal Canadian Mounted Police for Ooh. several years before he died. <laughs> we yeah, love they were. My One of my favorite police forces. <laughs> Do they ride moose? <laughs> yes. yes. We have talked, about, talked this. about this. Yes. Officials found his skeleton on the banks of the river close to where the McLeod brothers had been found years before. And I don't know if he had his head or not, but mm, he was disappointing. dead. <laughs> well, yeah, you said his skeleton. I figured. <laughs> We're unsure about the head, but okay. <laughs> In 1931, the body of Phil Powers was found. His remains charred inside of the ashes of what was left of his cabin. So 
It looked as though the origin of the fire was on the roof, meaning he should have had ample opportunity to get out of the cabin before it burned down. And some thought it was caused by poor craftsmanship and Phil maybe putting the stovepipe too close to wooden planks. But those familiar with Phil were suspicious of blaming a fire on negligence because Phil was very experienced and careful and he did this literally all the time. Others simply disappeared without a trace. In 1928, a gold prospector named Angus Hall ventured ahead of his party and was never seen or heard from again. In 1936, more gold prospectors named Joe Mulholland and Bill Epier disappeared again without a trace, and their cabin had also been burned down. So Who is starting these fires? The bears are eating the It's heads. not the bears. The moose <laughs> are starting the fires. Listen, I'm getting a lot of missing 411 vibes in here. And then... There's Annie Lefert. Okay. Oh, the first female we got. All right. She got lost in 1926 in the same area. She had disappeared from her party, but many months later, a native by the name of Big Charlie okay. claimed to have seen the woman galloping up a hill on all fours, oh. totally naked, appearing to have lost her mind. I was thinking she was on a horse, and then you said all fours. She is her own horse. <laughs> she is on all fours of her own. No moose. Really cold and she's naked? She's naked. So he said that she looked as though she had been possessed by the devil Uh, and he refused to follow her. Skinwalkers. White walkers. No, no thanks. (laughs) Skinwalkers are called white walkers in Canada. (laughs) Obviously. (laughs) So possessed by the devil. Okay. How how else can somebody gallop on all fours naked in the tundra that is Canada? Drugs. You know, PCP. remember the Dietlov Pass when I was they say, all got naked, confused, and yeah, they all found them with their, their clothes off. So. It's a symptom of hypothermia, isn't it? It is. Mm-hmm. But, but months still, later, I don't think she would be alive. True. Mm. If it was a day or so later, sure. Sure. Yeah. But months later, it's a little more There's suspicious. There's a lot of things weaved into this story. Yeah, so deaths continued to pile up, and in 1945, a <clears throat> miner from Ontario was found dead Still in his sleeping bag. Aw. Headless. What? Oh, for God's sake. Around what are the- they doing with all these damn heads? <laughs> Eating them. Maybe, it's a bear. Maybe they're studying I the don't brains. know what the White Walkers are doing. No, they're aliens. They're taking the brains <laughs> out. And they're, they're studying the brains. <laughs> when did aliens enter this conversation? When I when said are aliens ever not in the conversation? It's always the answer. I've told you this. <laughs> I do love, like, missing 411 and, like, haunted forests and creepy disappearances. So I'm all in on this. Well, this is one of them. Mm-hmm. Around the same time... Trapper John O'Brien appeared to have succumbed to the elements. He was found frozen to death next to his campfire, but it's said that he was still upright with a relaxed, joyful expression on his face as though he was just enjoying the fire one minute and the next minute he was frozen in time. Matches still in his hand. Sounds like uh, Jack Nicholson in The Shining. <laughs> I have seen that. Okay, yeah. Like The Shining. Like The Shining. Yep, he you. did not look relaxed. He was like... <laughs> <He's> like <"Arr." laughs> On the search for one missing man, Native people came to the search party to warn them of white figures that were walking around the valley and to be careful not to let them see them. They noped out of there and started uh, on their journey hearing distant howls and screams as if being warned to get out that they had not heard before. Wolves and like coyotes are kind of terrifying to hear. Like They sound like women screaming to me. I was going to go skinwalker, many- but... <laughs> <laughs> okay i went logical <laughs> of course they had the feeling that they really shouldn't be there and so they left yeah follow your instincts mm-hmm. there are also tales of a cryptid dog man hybrid what <laughs> is happening <laughs> and ufos and strange lights have been spotted in the area for over a century oh my gosh <laughs> i mean they do have perfect views of the sky they do and aliens have entered the chat (laughs) so one interesting thing here's a here's the thing like i'm nobody knows what it is it's just very suspicious deaths yeah and you can explain it away by bears but bears can't start fires no they cannot i will agree with you no i've already spit out my uh my guesses throughout the whole thing (laughs) i guess my problem with the bear theory besides fires is why would they just take the head that's like the least meatiest part of your body if you wanted a nice meal, if I was a bear and I wanted a nice meal, I would not choose the head. Plus, what do they do? Just like grab it and rip it off? Like, how do I they mean, make I'm it sure. just a clean cut? I don't know if it's a, a clean cut. 
Slice with a claw? One nail. <laughs> this is a very particular bear. It, goes, it makes a <laughs> sound whenever it opens. It. Prepare to die. <laughs> Jeez, I hope they were already dead by then. I don't think so. It doesn't sound like it. <laughs> so an exciting thing is that there's a project that is currently ongoing by a filmmaker from Calgary. Mark McPherson is working on a documentary titled Secrets of the Nahani that will follow the Nahani River while telling stories and legends of the area. And I just took a peek at the documentary's Instagram page and they will be finishing the filming in the summer of 2022. So I look forward to seeing it because not only is it it? a beautiful place that I will absolutely never go, (laughs) I would like to see it, but I would like to hear what they find out. Wow. Sounds interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, watch I'll it. watch it. Yeah, but I'm not going. Yeah, I take it back. Not. I don't want to go there. Sorry, Canada. I'm too. It's too cold. Oh, but you have a great jacket. <laughs> I have the perfect coat. <laughs> that you wear with leggings. That I would wear be, with my leggings. <laughs> it's going to be nice and warm. I wear snow pants. Would you? <laughs> Do you have snow pants? Not anymore. No. <laughs> Listen, I went skiing once in high school, and mm-hmm. I hated it. <laughs> and too. so when our cruise got canceled, um, Evan was like, let's go, like, we can go skiing. And I was no. like, absolutely not. And no. That sounds like a terrible time. No. I said, you hated hiking. Skiing is a workout. You're going to hate this. This won't be a surprise to anybody, but I'm also afraid of skiing. <laughs> have you have you skied before? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Why are you afraid of it? Well, I don't want to break my leg. I, I feel mean, like it'll I... just break clean in half. Oh, you, okay. can, you can do that by walking. I don't too. want to <laughs> ski off of a cliff. Oh. Uh, th- these they have different colors places are not like that. Yeah. I don't want to ski into a tree. My okay. brother has done that. And don't go to, don't go in the wooded path. So like I used to go growing up all the time and yeah. I had a blast, but it was a workout and I remember like yeah, cr- on my crashing third- halfway through today and being like I'm so tired. This on is- our third day skiing I had to take a break and I was in high school in probably the best shape of my life then. It was it's a lot Skiing is fun, though. It is fun. It's, it's way better out. than snowboarding. Well, I also have a deep-seated <laughs> fear from my childhood. Yeah, Remember terrible. Ski Free, the game? No. And the, the, when she got – you didn't play Ski Free. Was that on the mat? It was like a Windows game. And you were, you're just this little tiny guy that was skiing, and you had to move the cursors to, like, get around trees oh. and stuff. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> yes, yes At the yes, very yes. end, no matter how far you got, you always got eaten. Well, that sucks. <laughs> It's no, not I was, real. <laughs> it's not real. Thinking, you know, do you remember that game? People that get was like eaten a, out in the wilderness. You will go stay in haunted invest, like do haunted investigations with ghosts and demons, and stay the night. But you will not go skiing. <laughs> All right. <Yes>. Um, <laughs> where are we gonna go? I almost said Red Barn Farm. That that's not right. The uh, Atchison Snow Creek. West. There we go. Snow Creek. That's where we're gonna go. Mm. We can sit on tubes. Oh, and they have a bunny hill. Fun. I would do tubes. Yeah, you stay on the bunny hills and stay on like the. They have a bunny slopes. hill and then a bigger hill. And the bigger hill's not that big, and you can't go into the wooded areas, so it'll be fine. Mm. Challenge accepted. That's yep, all you have to say. We're doing it. Okay. All right. Spring break. Can't wait. <laughs> spring break. <laughs> Look spring at us, college that girls. A very <laughs> common thing for people to do on spring break. Just a bunch break. of college girls <laughs> taking a break. <laughs> How dare you? So, assuming it's my turn, I think it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so excited because you briefly touched on this at the beginning of this episode where you talked about one of the top places that you never want to go to. Oh. So. I don't remember any what guesses? I said. Okay. Well, I'm going to talk to you about Jacob's Well. <gasps> oh, Underwater Cave. Oh. Yeah, clue. All right. Well, Jacob's Well, Mm-mm. it is an artesian spring. It sounds fancy, but. It, mm. What what does artesian? Listen, don't ask questions. Okay. <laughs> it's where you get your water from. I think so, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, it forms the headwaters of the Cypress Creek, and it has a reputation of being one of the most dangerous places to dive. I'm sorry, where is oh, this? You're going to say to I'm dive. Tell you. <laughs> I oh. was like, that too. It's, we lo- are full it's located, <laughs> located on the property of Jacob's Well Natural Area. Does that clear it up? Uh, nope. Not at all. Um, <laughs> Can I guess? Sure. So is it United States? It is. Jacob. Montana. Ooh, good um, guess. Okay, my top you. three will be... Um, Whoa, no top three. You get one <laughs> guess. <laughs> Excuse you. Montana. Okay, I have three. How <laughs> dare you? Um, Wyoming. Okay, that's I'm a good click guess here. Too. We were both it's wrong. In Texas. It's in Texas. <laughs> of course, it's in Texas. <laughs> All right, so, you know, it's located 
in Wimberley, Texas. I I didn't know where that is. Do you know sure. where that is? Uh, yes, I think it's in the um, <laughs> southwest corner. Nope, northeast corner. <laughs> mm, it looks like it's it on is the, near Austin. It's on the border of Oklahoma. Uh, it's between San Antonio and, and Austin. I know where I've been to Austin. I've not been to San Antonio. I have also been to Austin. Have it's a cute you? little town. It you, is. You I didn't love stop Austin. by Jacob's Well. No, because you hadn't told me about it yet. <laughs> it's popular. Uh, Native Americans thought that the spring was sacred and inhabited by elemental spirits of the land because the water rises up through a limestone tube from the depths of the underworld. Limestone. Mm-hmm. Ghosts. Haunted. Tube. <laughs> tube. <laughs> underworld. <laughs> We're just picking out key phrases. <laughs> All those things. Yeah. Yes. You're right. Um, Bad stuff. <laughs> obviously, at that time, they really had no idea how deep it actually went. That's what she said. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. Oh, there's a kid that's looking like he's, he's gonna die. Jumping back. into that. <laughs> it's it's part of the underworld. <laughs> it's part of the underworld. <laughs> he ruled Where the is your underworld. Mom? So the opening of Jacob's well is actually a sinkhole <laughs> that opens up into a large labyrinth of caves beneath the water. That's also on the list of things I'm terrified of. <laughs> Me too. <Sinkholes. laughs> I can't stand any of the story that I wrote about. <laughs> the water, honestly, like it looks so clear that, like it looks almost yeah, like a clear. hole in the you land. You could drink that water. Yeah, they do. <laughs> it has a twelve foot opening, which is not that big. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and is a popular swimming spot. The cool water is a relief from the hot Texas weather. From the opening in the creek bed, Jacob's Well Cave descends vertically for about thirty feet then continues downward at an angle through a series of silted chambers mm-hmm. separated by narrow restrictions. Poison's literally <laughs> just sitting here shaking her head. <laughs> so that opening you see on the like, where everybody's jumping in on the left, but then they started discovering that it goes much farther. So to kind of describe what we're seeing here, it's straight down, and then it like curves to the right, and then it goes straight down some more, mm-hmm. and then it curves again to the right and kind of levels out there. So anyway, some areas are so narrow that you'd have to actually remove your air tank to get through. Absolutely mm-hmm. not. One of them is referred to as the birth canal, no. which is only 15 <laughs> inches yeah. wide. That's which who the fuck has a 15 inch wide birth canal? No. The average depth is about 120 feet. Oh, no. The first two chambers are relatively safe and manageable for trained divers, but they become more dangerous the further you go. There is loose debris along the way. Silt. Mm-hmm. And a dead end that can be confused as an exit. Falls passage. That's right. I know a lot All about your fears. underwater caves. How do you know so much if you <laughs> hate them so much? Because there's a guy on YouTube that I watch that basically only talks about terrorizing stories from people who die in underwater caves. It's horrifying. If you are so afraid of it, why do you watch that? Because I'm never going to go in there. I'm never going to either. It's okay. Why do you feed your brain with things to make your anxiety worse? Why do you watch true crime shows? I'm not afraid of, like... Dying, being murdered. I'm not... No, I'm not, like... Being murdered is... I mean, it'd be terrible, obviously. But it's not like I'm terrified of being murdered everywhere I go. Oh, well, that makes one of us. You okay. like to watch it just for the knowledge, not because you're scared. I think this is the false exit here that people get confused here. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. So uh, the one, L with the hat. It's a polyp. Is it's what a, it it does like. look like a polyp. <laughs> oh my gosh. One diver too. became trapped there and they died in 1983. Oh, it doesn't look that big though. No, that's what that's she, she said. said. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after the fourth chamber. Uh, the cavern turns into a tunnel that goes for about 4,300 feet. Absolutely not. I <laughs> said can, absolutely not at 100 feet. <laughs> you can probably only traverse it on your stomach as you're crawling. And through the birth canal. Yes. <laughs> a secondary trunk splits off from the main passageway and goes for another 1,000 feet. No. The only trunks I like are elephant trunks. <laughs> <laughs> How much are we hating Jacob's Well so far? I hate it. I hate the it. Trunks I like are elephants. <laughs> I can agree with that statement. I can't. <laughs> I can't. Elephant trunks are so much better than these so trunks cute. of Jacob's well, for God's sake. I've never heard it referred to as a trunk here, so. <laughs> um, in 1924, 
the well gushed water from the mouth of the cave. She's a squirter. <laughs> I just knew this would bring up good conversation. Why is it gushed? So how they all described it. You know how she likes the word copious? She's a gusher. Copious amounts of water. It was copious amounts. Gushing. Artesian water. Artesian water. You could drink yes. straight from the opening. Stop it. No, okay, I sorry. Can't. And the measured flow. <laughs> Was it a, a light day, a heavy day? <laughs> yeah, I lost it. Super, no. super max. Oh. <laughs> well, Jacob's Wells flow is 170 gallons per second and Ooh. also went six feet in the air. <laughs> that is like is rapids. Extreme. Yeah. 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 <sighs> All right. Well, since then, it has dropped significantly and now it just looks like a faint ripple. That's the surface of Cypress Creek because there is no longer a giant flow. Uh, The cave is an attraction for open water divers who vary in skill level. I think it's pretty deceiving. People see it from the opening and they think, oh, I can do that. Oh, that looks cute. That looks fine. I can handle that. No. Um, There have been nine recorded fatalities at the site since the 1970s, but they obviously think that many more happened way before that. Mm -hmm. One of the most infamous cases was when two young Texas men went diving late at night. They're called Texans. Texans. They described them as Texas men. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) At some point during their dive, uh, they were about 140 feet below the surface they would have had to remove their air tanks to fit through some of the narrow openings. The birth canal. Probably Mm -hmm. the birth canal. Uh, It's unclear whether they kicked up silt and panicked, as Boydston knows, uh, or got (laughs) caught in the tight crevices. Crevasse. Crevasses. <laughs> one of the bodies was recovered over a year later, 1981, but the second body wasn't found for another 20 years. Is that because, like, people weren't going? Hell no, nobody down was that going far. down there. Yeah. There's a lot of times where they don't go and get the bodies because it's almost as dangerous to go and get it and sure. you risk another person dying. Yes. Uh, has your YouTube <laughs> channel told you this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, that makes sense. I get it. <laughs> so this means that all of these people who have gone swimming at Jacob's Well... I've been swimming with a dead body. We're like 100 feet away from a dead body. Because they really weren't that far down when they, they died, unfortunately. A recovery team made their way into the fourth chamber, which that's way the hell down there. <clears throat> so kudos to them. And one of the divers noticed two femur bones. And it clued him in. Uh, as he descended into the tunnel, he noticed a heavily corroded scuba tank and a wetsuit. Mm. They realized that they had discovered human remains. The tank was still attached to a wetsuit with a weight belt. They also found a human skull and were able to put together that the diver died alone in the darkness. Mm, that's so sad. Possibly confused due to silt, as Boydson um, can explain. Because he's got nitrogen poisoning or the bends. Oh, I'm going to talk about that. Oh, okay. Go ahead. I want to talk to you a little bit, just briefly, about Don Dibble. He's a dive shop owner near... <laughs> Dive shop owner Don Dibble. You can't just skate past Don Dibble without Boydson giggling at it. I tried. There's too many D's. And that's also what, <laughs> that's she, what said. she said. <laughs> or okay. is it? Um, I don't know if he would complain about too many D's. Oh, wow. Well, Don, Donnie D, <laughs> he's a dive shop owner. <laughs> and he's an extremely experienced diver. He's had to pull out most of the victims himself and almost lost his own life in 1979 during a recovery dive. Oh, gosh. He was attempting to retrieve the remains of two young divers when he became trapped, buried past his waist in the sliding gravel lining the bottom of the well's third chamber. Mm. Just as he ran out of air, he was rescued by other divers, but suffered a ruptured stomach during his his rapid, unconscious ascent. Divers can get something called... The decompression bends. sickness or the bends. Yes, I've Which heard happens this. when they ascend too quickly. So, do you guys remember watching a movie um, with Mandy Moore in it? 47 meters down. It was actually a pretty good movie. It I watched was. it in your van, actually, on the back seat of your van. That's where I watched it. Oh, I was like, while well, I was driving? <laughs> to, to calm her nerves is why she watched it. <laughs> yeah, why did I do that? I don't know. It just came up and I was like, sure, I'll watch it. It's sad whenever 47 meters down calms your nerves over somebody's <laughs> driving. It was not to calm her nerves while I was driving. Stop. I need something soothing. <laughs> we watch the bends. I'm just kidding. I have seen that and that's how I knew about the bends. Um, that movie is pretty good, actually. I thought better than I expected. Yeah, I don't know. It's Maybe a shark more, movie. And I was like, oh, 
I mean, I love her, but she gets trapped in a like shark cage. You know how like you can go in a cage for sharks? Just go like a few feet underwater. I recently the watched sharks. the trailer. I considered watching. Oh, it last okay, week. it's very good. If you like the bins, you'll like <laughs> forty-seven meters down. How can you not? Okay. Mm. All right. Anyhow, back to the bins. That happens when divers breathe compressed air that contains nitrogen. And higher pressure underwater, the nitrogen gas goes into the body's tissues. This isn't a problem when they're down in the water, but if they rise too quickly to the surface, the nitrogen forms bubbles in the body instead of being released through the lungs. This can cause tissue and nerve damage and in extreme cases can cause paralysis or death if the bubbles go to the brain. He attempted to block, so we're back to Dan, he attempted to block the entrance into the third chamber, chamber by putting like pieces of debris up uh, but divers have since removed the blockage and even wrote a sign saying you can't keep us out they wrote a sign underwater no i think that they wrote it outside they just wrote it on a plastic board left for dan is what they said i think they put it outside of the water because i don't know how the hell they would yeah put it on there. i was impressed <laughs> it combines two of my biggest fears yeah. caves and diving diving and it's like i think for me, it's related to claustrophobia. Yeah. Like feeling trapped yeah. and not able to get out. Well, so since then, they have restricted everything as much as they possibly can. And here's the sign. I was going to say, it seems <laughs> super dangerous. And if they're just letting anyone go and yeah. you don't know how trained they are. I looked on Reddit about it and people were like, oh, I've tried to go, but the, all the slots were filled up or they weren't allowing people to go. So I think they're trying their best, but... Eh, I mean, yeah, I feel like they need to vet to make sure, like, oh, you've never dived before? Go on in. No. No, I don't. No. But, like, where does that fall? Like, yeah. Who, who's going to yeah, yeah. do that? Exactly. That so, is terrifying. Thank you. You're welcome. Fascinating. I never thought to do a story on all the deaths and caves, but now this opens a whole new world. So, my story on... Haunted Lake Superior opened my eyes, and now I'm suddenly in love with water, water deaths. That sounded weird. <laughs> but it's fascinating. To it is. In those, like, there's so many of them. Mm-hmm. I love creepy forest. You love creepy water. Apparently, I do. Boydson loves creepy winter also, creepy water. <laughs> and winter tundras. Yeah, you were the one who told us about the Canadian police force initially. Yes. The Royal Canadian Mounted Police. My bad. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for tuning in to our 100th episode. Woo! Woo! Okay. Thank you for tuning in each week. Thank you for giving us 100 episodes. Thank you for supporting us. Yes. We love you. Cheers to you guys for tuning in each week to hear our drunken... (laughs) Tales. Tales and mispronunciations. We are cheersing you. Thank you, guys. Can't wait to talk to you guys in 100 more episodes. Oh. We'll still be here. We'll still be here. So anyways, thank you guys so much for tuning in this week and every week. Uh, you can always catch us at thetipsyghost.com and email us at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. If you have some creepy water stories, <laughs> please creepy forest stories, some creepy Arctic tundra Canadian stories. <laughs> We've all got themes. We did. I, I would also like to know what your favorite episode has been thus far. <gasps> yes. Ooh. So Do let us. us know. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it and it really does help thank you so much again guys for tuning in we will catch you guys next week happy 100 goodbye Bye. Bye. bye